Good to be with you, everybody, and welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight, just after 7.30. We'll be joined by Bears Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor. Good evening, Matt. How you hanging in there, buddy? Uh, you hit the bye week now, but uh, not the way you envisioned, obviously, or hoped. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. You know, it's it's unfortunate, and you never want to hit the bye week into a loss, uh, going in after a loss, let alone, you know, four in a row. So <clears throat> that's what we need to do is we need to figure out um, why this – you know, why this has happened. And we got to use this bye week for us is to make sure that we use it to help us out physically and, and, and mentally is the only thing we can do. Um, we have to make sure that we're critical of ourselves, um, the way that we're playing, the way that we're coaching uh, and, and try to, try to uh, you know, come up with solutions. You know, and these solutions, obviously, uh, something that is not easy to find when you're really stuck in the muck like this. What's your gut tell you? I mean, you, you must have some idea in your mind of what the what the main reasons are. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question by you. And I think that, um, you know, you're you're uh, when you care as much as as we do and, and you know that um, and you put a lot of time and energy into this, it, the, the word frustration can certainly pop in. But then you also got to be mentally strong. Right. You got to be able to, to say, okay, there's a reason behind all this. And as much as that stinks to hear that there, there's, there's gotta be a reason somewhere. And for us to be five and five um, and, and have these six games ahead of us, we got to make sure that we, we realize uh, what we have in front of us and we still control everything, but there's gotta be, you know, changes that happen and it's gotta, it's gotta happen on game day. And it's got to happen. What I mean by that is there's got to be more touchdowns scored. Um, the way that our defense is playing right now, they're getting takeaways and turnovers yesterday, which was great. That was a huge emphasis for us. Our special teams put together a wonderful day. And so we're just, we're, we're missing that offensive uh, uh, element. And again, it's, it's not, it's not about even scoring 30 points or 40 points. It's just about being more efficient in the red zone and more efficient on third down and, you know, it's all of us together. It's coaches and it's players. You updated the status on some injured players, but I think a lot of folks would like to know what uh, the status of Nick Foles is after being driven into the ground last night in that fourth quarter. Uh, you mentioned this morning you don't see IR as a possibility, so that's good. So just going to kind of have a wait-and-see situation with him, and, and what would you call the injury? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's kind of that hip glute area where he landed on it really hard, and uh, I think the initial concern, at least mine, was just listening to it down there on the field and afterwards was making sure it wasn't anything significant, you know, where something pops out a joint or there's a, an issue with, with the hip or the, the leg. And, and that's not the case. So um, in that hip glute area, just, you know, being able to kind of, kind of see where this thing goes the next couple of days and or week. And, and again, with this bike coming when it does, things happen for a reason. And so we'll, we'll get him back on track hopefully and, and, uh, and keep a close eye on that. And, of course, Mitch Trubisky obviously working through a shoulder injury. It wasn't considered to be a season ender at the time of it happening and getting a second opinion. But is everything on the table at the quarterback position right now as well offensively? Well, I think it is for, for everybody, uh, all, all of us. It's, it, we're at a point right now for between uh, two guys that are injured. Uh, we have to figure out, okay, with both their injuries, where are they, you know? And that's, that's probably something, you know, that we're going to have to wait and see as this thing goes, what, what's best for us. And, um, you know, depending on, on Nick's injury, depending on Mitch's injury, where we're at. And so that's going to be a little bit of a challenge, but we'll continue to work through that day by day. 
as you break down the tape and look at what they did on third down uh, to you, and, and Matt, Mike Zimmer has been one of the best third down schemers in the league for a long time, long before he became Vikings uh, head coach. Uh, it, it was challenging, obviously, and it's been challenging with, with all the different stunts and twists and things going the games up front for, for the offensive line. Some of it for good reason, because it's a bunch that has not worked together every single snap this season. Is that therein lies some of the issues? I would say, yeah, that's some of it. And, you know, in the last two years, we've we've been one of the best teams in the NFL against the Vikings on third down. They've always been really, really good on third down. That's, that's schematically what they do. And the last two years, they've had a defense and a unit that's played a lot of snaps together on third down. So it made it even better. We, we, we've been you know, in four games, really good against them on third down until yesterday. And yesterday, it just, it was a game where we weren't. And it's it's been a common theme uh, this year right now in that area. And so, again, for us as coaches on third down, uh, being able to make sure that we're putting our players, depending on their strengths and weaknesses, uh, what are we doing that, to help them out or what are we doing to hurt them? And, and so that's our job here over the bye week as well is to focus on that. I'm intrigued by Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, um, I didn't hear his news conference after the game. I, I just saw some quotes, but essentially saying the leaders have to step up here and help the rest of the squad. You've indicated that you're going to meet with players, hear what they have to say, which you typically do. Uh, how important is that, and what, what do you want to hear? Well, uh, so first of all, I'll, I'll make this clear. I think that, um, you know, when I made that comment yesterday in regards to talking to players, a lot of that is more, it's more schematic and it's more, okay, how can we help you or what are we doing that we're not doing enough of? Uh, and a lot of that was, was geared towards the offense. Um, it, you know, there's no type of players meeting or anything like that. Our, our call, we've had, we do that every week. We, 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 uh, we work on that every week with our culture. And so that I have zero issue there. Uh, but with Eddie and with what he's saying, I love that. I love the fact that he is a leader and this is now, you know, becoming his team uh, with a lot of these other leaders on the team. And I, I just appreciate when leaders speak up because I think it's times 10 of, of what coaches can say. I really value what they say. And uh, I, I, I appreciated that. I think, you know, he focused in on the word accountability. And when you hear a player talk about accountability and it's not coming from a coach, it means more. And that, that's just kind of where that went last night. Do you want to hear from other guys like Eddie about that? I mean, making those kind of statements. Obviously, they can't step out of their own comfort zone. Uh, you know, a guy like Camille, Khalil Mack talks more on the field, but he's not a very vocal guy, I would imagine, uh, overall. But uh, a guy who stands up like Akeem Hicks or other players like that, and on the offensive side of the ball, um, you mean, there's got to be a few guys like Allen Robinson, of course. Yeah, and, and that's the thing as well. Is sometimes when that happens or when you have a player that, that says that at the end of the game and kind of just talks about where we're at, these, these guys, these guys are, are grown men on, on, on this team. And so offensively, when they hear that, they don't need to keep hearing it. They understand where they're at and they know that, okay, one of our leaders is saying this, it's a little bit of a challenge and, and they're going to accept that. We got uh, guys that, that really want to do what's best for the team. They're not me guys, they're we guys. And so they're, you know, that happens. Um, you're right. There's not a lot of our other guys that are a lot of, you know, once they hear Eddie say something, it, it kind of just stays at that. Cousins going to throw left side. Oh! David had it through his hands and pick.
picked up by Khalil Mack down the right sideline. Mack steps out of bounds. He just took it out of his hands, and the Bears with a huge stop. Khalil Mack with a swipe from Adam Thielen on a rare drop into coverage, Matt, 33 yards on the return. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. I think he was ticked off he didn't take it to the house. He just ran out of real estate tiptoeing down the sideline, right in front of you. Yeah, he did. It was right in front of me. I had a great angle, and I, I, I could see that ball just kind of fall right in his chest, and he's like, oh, here it is. You know, I got it. Let's go play football now, and that's what he did. And just happened to step out of bounds, but not. You know, just knowing Khalil and how he works, he, he definitely would, would have wanted to try to score there. But we'll, it was nice to see that if he's not rushing the quarterback and they're going to drop him, to be able to get an interception uh, is a win-win. Uh, Roquan Smith, it's been a rising story, uh, calling him rising Roquan these days, but a 14-tackle, three-tackle for loss, one sack outing last night. Uh, tweeted this morning, every pain gives a lesson and every lesson changes a person. He's been doing these inspirational uh, things on his uh, Instagram and Twitter throughout the course of the season. Uh, but right now, number one with uh, 15 tackles for loss and number uh, tied for first in total tackles in the NFL right now uh, on a defense that uh, continues to make some some big plays. So where would you put him and what does that statement mean to you when you hear that? Well, I understand and know that, you know, this guy, what a growth he's had, you know, in the last couple of years. And for him to be able to have the significance of, uh, 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 really rise into the occasion and take being a team leader and understanding what it takes to be able to stop these these run games that we're seeing. He's making these tackles for losses that are putting them in second and long, et cetera. And that's, um, you know, he, he's leading by example. And to see his growth and for him to be at the top of the league like this right now, uh, it, it doesn't surprise me. And I'm really proud of him. And, and, you know, he does not change from week to week, day to day, practice to practice. He's the same guy and he's becoming a big time player. Uh, do you like the fact that uh, Chuck Pagano is unleashing him a little bit in the uh, the blitz area? Yeah, yeah, we need to have that. And, you know, the the more we have that, the, the better off we are because he'll be able to, you know, use his speed and, and his angles and leverage to be able to beat some of these offensive linemen. And then the good thing that he does is he makes a lot of tackles uh, in, in, the, in, in the backfield, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a running back, he's wrapping up. And these are game changers now. You know, if it's a screen, they try to make a screen. They got a lineman out there getting ready to block him. He lays the lineman and tackles the back for a four-yard loss. Like, those are big-time plays, and he's consistently making those plays. Uh, Keem Hicks went out with a hamstring last night. What do you think the status is, short or long-term? Yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. I think that it's a, uh, right now for him, um, it's going to be one of those day-to-day -day things as we work through this just to kind of see – I know he was bummed when he came out. You know, he, he felt like he knew he did it right away. Um, and that's – any way you look at it, that's a that's a huge loss for us. So, hopefully, Andre and his guys can and his trainers can, can get him back ASAP because he's a big part of that defense. It makes sense when you say this, but chasing the lead all the time, how, how do you see it impacting the defense mentally? I know it does affect how they rush the passer or their ability to or to take the ball away. They're overcoming that and, and keeping teams out of the end zone. But mentally, how do you feel that's affecting them, if at all? Well, yeah, it can it can certainly get you um, if it continues to happen over and over and over. But that's probably, Jeff, a really good point by you and the fact that um, that's something that most people think they can just go out and just turn it on and be okay. But there is the mental side of it. And, and there can be times when there's a sudden change. I mean, they just, they just got off the, off the field and there's a punt return and we muff it and they get the ball. And now they got to run back out there on the field and oh, by the way, they're going to get a three and out, you know? So those are some, some little parts of this game that, that a lot of people can miss out on. And, 
um, you know, they're doing that right now. And that's why, again, last the last three games, they've really played really, really well as a unit. And unfortunately, losing these games is what makes it worse, right? Because, you know, when you have that side of the ball, that's really coming along. And then yesterday, you're also going to get takeaways as well, which is what we've been harping on. We're getting everything we're asking them to do. And, and that's that's where, you know, that third phase of offense uh, has to be able to step up. At one point, uh, I believe in the first half, 14 different players had a tackle. And that was not just because of Dalvin Cook and getting, as Chuck Pagano likes to say, or as football coaches like to say, as many hats to the ball as possible. It was on everybody, and they were doing it to every Viking player. Um, is the defense right now feeling uh, in a zone a little bit in that regard? Yeah, you know, you know what I think. What they're doing right now that's uh, that's really that I like the most is they're playing with a lot of energy. You know, when you play with energy. You see the guys out there in the TV timeouts and they're dancing, right? They're, they're just, they're out there playing together as a team. There's a fun element to it. There's a confidence to it. There's a little bit of a swag to it. And then good things happen when you, when you play with confidence. So that's the part that I like. And I think that kind of goes back to the message that Eddie was trying to get across to the rest of the guys on the team is, um, you know, it's okay to have that. And it's okay to, to go play loose. It's okay to have some fun. It's okay to have a voice. It's okay to, you know, do all that. And again, they're doing that on defense and you're seeing positive results that come from it. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. The Chicago Bears and Proven IT are supporting Chicago's small businesses. Small World Byron Grill is this week's Small Business All Pro. Visit chicagobears.com slash pros to learn more. Uh, Matt, the special teams play gave you field position and gave you points. Coming out of the locker room at halftime, uh, Cordero Patterson has been uh, wanting this for a while now. He's now the NFL co-leader all-time record for eight touchdowns in the kick return game and still plenty of left in his career to become the all-time leader at some point. Did you think right there, okay, this is exactly the spark to light the fire for this football team? Yeah, I did. I thought that that was a, uh, just that, you know, especially with the struggles we've had coming out in the third quarter, you could feel the, the sideline, the energy uh, on the sideline really jump up and to be up by a touchdown and then let the defense go out and do their thing. Um, that that's what I thought was, a, was the coolest part of that. And, and again, CP has been, he's been waiting for that opportunity. I know coach Tabor has been coach Ginn and the rest of our guys that are out there blocking. And so to get that was, was good. We just gotta, you know, be able to take advantage of, uh, of, of some of the field position that they gave us as well. I talked about this last night, no matter when he touches the ball or what he does. And he did a lot again last night, obviously with the touches, the wildcat punt return, uh, coverage, the kickoff return. He does everything with a reckless abandon. He hits the hole hard. He hits and runs as hard and physical as possible. Uh, it, it, he's not unique in that regard in the NFL. There are players like that, but not everybody is. Uh, how special is that quality about him right now? Yeah, it's a toughness, and, and he knows that. And so when you have the size and speed that he has and the experience in this game, um, there's not a lot of stuff to hold you back. So He's a, he's a really good football player. I mean, he had that big catch spreading him out there uh, uh, on, on third and third and six down in the red zone. And it made it look very natural with the hands catch. So he's a weapon for us. And we just want to make sure, you know, we use him the right way with David Montgomery being out. He was going to get some more opportunities at the running back position. There's times he's running downfield as a gunner. So there's a lot of things that he's doing. And I bet if you had a little tracker on him to see the amount of runs and, and where he was, Yesterday on that football field, it was certainly more than anybody in that game. So I give him credit. And 
you know, and he's also a team player. You know, he's he's uh, he's just the guy that wants to do whatever he can to play hard and try to do what he can to help the team win. You got a couple of guys their feet wet in the run game. Um, could this lead to more opportunity for Lamar Miller, Artavis Pierce? I know David's a, a short-term situation. He'll be back. But does that give you some hope uh, of some diversity back there? Yeah, it does. And, and those guys were excited for these opportunities. And we didn't know how many carries each one of those guys would get. And there's different reasons they're up there. Um, just just for different parts of the game, but they all handled it really well. And again, when you lose a player like David, uh, it's never going to help you, but that's a part of the game. And I thought those guys did a good job stepping up and, and uh, being a good unit. And I thought Charles London did a good job of getting those guys ready. Um, and so now we just got to focus on trying to get uh, David back ASAP. If you would look in the broad scope of 10 games and you'll talk about this with your team and coaches, would you say, in addition to just shooting yourself in the foot over the course of the season at key moments, the missed opportunities for big plays is really the headline for the current situation you're in. Yeah, I, I think uh, obviously specifically you're talking about offense. There, you know, e even all that said in that game yesterday, all that said on fourth down, we had an opportunity to catch the ball and either score or get it within the five five yard line and kick an extra point and win the game. All that said. And so that's the part that you realize, okay, where is this season going right now? Well, you're five, you were five and one. You're currently five and five with six games to go. So, and, and oh, by the way, four of those six are going to be division opponents that you play. So that's a good thing. Um, but we can't worry about anything other than what happens after this bye. And uh, again, we've been through this. It's not easy. It's not fun. When you do get that one win, it gives you a little momentum. It's 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 getting that one win, and we're going to be doing it. The next opponent is going to be one of the best teams in the NFL with a pretty pretty good quarterback. So there's different ways that we're being challenged, whether it's a run game, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a defense, uh, and we got to do a, whatever we need to do to figure out a way to win. We got to do it. Lastly, you know that fourth and nine pass from Foles to Miller to me is a metaphor because the games for the most part have been close, and it's a fingertip. And that must feel more aggravating and frustrating because those plays have been there at times this season. And that could have changed the whole th situation with 204 to go. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And those, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. Like you said, a metaphor for where we're at. And, um, you know, it, it takes one of those plays to click, especially early on in the game. And if you have an opportunity to make a big play, we make the big play. Uh, and that's kind of the spark that we're looking for right now. And that's what we're searching for. And that's what we're doing everything we can on our end is to make sure that we, we, uh, we focus in on that and we, we continue to stay positive as hard as that can be. Sometimes we got to stay positive. We have to, you have no other choice and that's what we're going to do. All right, Matt, thank you so much. Um, good luck with the work week on the buy and the, on the time you'll get off a, a little bit to spend with family. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Jeff, take care. That's Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Chris Tabor, the Bears special teams coordinator. This is the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. Cordero Patterson will have an opportunity about five yards. Deep comes up on the right hash, angles to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Gets a block, 25, 30, 35, 40. Gets by Bailey. There goes the pony down the sideline. 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Bears!
and a record-tying touchdown by Cordero Patterson. Ties the NFL record with his eighth kick return touchdown. Josh Cribbs, one of those guys that uh, our guest right here, Chris Tabor, knows very well. As we get you set for the second part of the Bears Coaches Show, it's brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants with Chris Tabor, the Bears Special Teams Coordinator, and calling all Bears fans, age 5 to 12, to join the Chicago Bears Kids Club. Brought to you by Jewel Osco for exclusive content and sweepstakes. Visit chicagobears.com slash kidsclub. Well, the pony did it. He got there. He's been talking about it for almost two years now. No, I was really happy for him. You know, he's such a he, – he works so hard at it, and he's obviously been really good at it for a really long time. Uh, but finally, he's had some big ones this year, but finally to be able to, to hold on to our blocks a little bit longer and, and spring them through, that was, uh, that was big, especially, uh, you know, open up the second half like that. That's, that gets you going. Yeah, that was a big bounce needed for the football team. No question about it. Uh, break down the return overall. Who gets some credit on the blocking front? Because sometimes those guys don't get the glory. No, boy, they all do. I mean, from, you know, start off with a nice double team with uh, Iggy and, and Ridley over there on the right-hand side. And, and then a lot of guys just getting their single blocks, which is really, really hard. Bush and, and DHC. I mean, the list can go on and on. And then the back-end guys, uh, 86, uh, Demetrius, he did, he did a great job of kicking out the two. And, and really the thing that, that he did, he's just, he stuck with his block for so long and really drove his guy for a really long time, as opposed to just having a good block and then the guy kind of falls off and makes the play down the field. He's just stuck with him the whole way. And then obviously the pony, I mean, he just runs so strong. And uh, if you can just get him started and get him going downhill, you, you give yourself a chance. Well, he's put up uh, now four 100 plus yard uh, return games this year. I think it's seven. And now in two years, uh, which is rare air indeed, He's uh, 200 yards ahead of the next closest pursuer in the NFL and kick return game. Uh, he's just flat out the best right now in this current era of football. He is. I mean, and, you know, uh, he works at it. He does. And, and he's so big and strong and has has speed for, for that size of a man. Not a lot of people have. And uh, we're fortunate uh, that, that he's here and, and for him to be able – uh, to be one of the great returns. Obviously, this franchise has always had great returners, and uh, it, it's great to, to put him right in there with those guys. So it's a that means a lot to our unit, and our unit takes pride in that. And we still, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. Well, you're certainly aware of all these returners in NFL history. So Josh Cribbs, Leon Washington are the two guys that he's uh, there with with eight. And and given the opportunities that will come, I think he has a very good chance of, of becoming the all-time leader with a ninth at some point in his career. Uh, how do these three guys compare? I mean, they're all kind of different. He's the biggest one, right? He's the biggest one. Uh, when I was in Cleveland, I had I had Cribsy and uh, – their running style is very the same, though. They, they're both downhill players that could run strong, break through tackles, and were fearless. And that, and really, you know, I've, I'm describing great return. Those two guys as great returns, but that's, that's the description. If you want a really good kick return, there, there's your description. And, uh, you know, and Leon Washington, I remember playing against Leon Washington. You know, he was a smaller guy, uh, but but very stout. He was a running back and, and he could break tackles and those things. And it's, you know, we played Detroit. Leon is, uh, he's coaching for the Lions and it, it was pretty neat in pregame. I was talking to Leon and he came, he came up uh, to the pony and, and told him, he said, he goes, Hey, 
really enjoy watching you change the game. And I thought that was from one great to to a player that is great also. I mean, that, that, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, I just kind of stood back and just kind of took it in. It was neat. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lauren Screeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Here with Chris Tabor, the Bears special teams coordinator. This is the Bears Coaches Show brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Picking up the conversation on uh, the attitude and the approach of Cordero Patterson, who did just about everything last night that you possibly could that you put the GPS on him. I'm sure the mileage was way up there uh, and he still was fresh and still running with a reckless abandon and, and downhill with a, with a fury running the ball, wildcat covering punts, kickoff return, touchdown, which takes some emotion. And uh, I'm sure adrenaline that, that could poop you out a little bit, right? No, no question. But you know, what's, what's so unique about this player, he, he's just a good football player. The things that you just described right there, whether he's, he's playing offense or covering kicks or returning kicks. I mean, he does everything at a very high level. And uh, he's a guy that when he touches the ball, he, he impacts the game. And I, I think uh, when you, when you say that, obviously that's, that's a good football player. And, and uh, like I say, he's just so excited that, that he's on our team uh, because we know that when we faced him a few years ago, it didn't go well for us, you know? So, uh, I, I like seeing him uh, with the C on the helmet. Yeah, and a full circle, given that he was drafted by the Vikings, knows many of those players, has respect for them, uh, did it in a Viking uniform at Soldier Field as well. So it's kind of a neat story and, and still growing chapters. I hope he's going to be here for a long time because I think he's a guy that puts his hand up. I'll do anything you want. Just tell me what to do, and I'll go and do it. He's got, he's got a great attitude. Uh, Chris Tabor, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show. Let's talk about uh, the punt return game. Obviously, Dwayne Harris suffered an injury. Uh, I, I'm, uh, was it on the muff? I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I think it maybe possibly could have occurred there, uh, but it happened right before we really kind of – he did something on the sideline right before we went out, and uh, – and he wasn't able to go. So we just had to make a, a, a quick sudden change uh, substitution right there on the fly. And, and you know, credit to Anthony Miller uh, coming in. I mean, he's a, he's a good football player. He's a tough kid. And uh, coming in and, and fielding the punts, and it wasn't super windy, but there was some wind down there. And just to be able to do that and then give us production and, and set up field position, uh, I was really proud of him, especially on the last one the the 32 yarder where he got around the corner uh just to set us up there to give us a chance and you know it's uh it's it's good that we had an option like that to go to i tell you he impressed me uh the 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 footwork in, in uh, a phone booth basically he was he was making making some really really good cuts in the open field no expect you know on that first one uh he took he was aggressive with it took a chance the gunner was right there and made a miss and he makes two sudden movements kind of, to be honest with you, uh, TC style to Cohen, you know, Tariq style there, uh, sudden movements and, and made guys miss and then got the ball around on the outside for, I don't know if it was maybe, I think it might've been 10 yards, but it was a, it was a well-earned uh, first down right there that he gave us. It's always a risky thing in the punt return game. Certainly even on in Dwayne Harris's situation uh, coming down with a triceps injury, uh, to put a, a starter player out there, uh, w would it be something you guys are going to think about long and hard here during the bye week about that position? Or do you prefer as a special teams coordinator to have more of a return specialist? 
I think that's something that you, you know, those decisions are based upon the makeup of your team and where you're at with your team. And I, I think, you know, it's a, this is a good time for us going into the buy. You know, we need, we need to heal up a little bit and then we can kind of see where, where those, those things take us. By the way, did you, uh, do you name your plays for kick and punt return, especially kickoff return, like offensive coaches do? Was there a name for that kick return? Or is it yeah. simply uh, return left, return right, return middle? No, we, we, you know, we give a direction and in, in the blocking scheme is involved with yeah. the ball. Uh, it's not as wordy as what offensive plays are, but uh, it does, it signifies what we're doing. And then there's rules based off of that. You know, but no, no, no fancy names, no funny names, no. Or no, you, no, we don't know. Private. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of blah. I don't think, I don't think <laughs> they'd be really excited about it. <laughs> Nothing like, hey, this is the Pony Express, right? No, uh, nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Cairo Santos uh, is on a roll, period. He's really proven himself right now. He's doing a nice job. Really proud of him stepping in. And, uh, you know, he's, he's performing at a high level. And uh, that's that's been that's been very comforting uh, because, you know, when we go out and we need to get our points, he's given he's given us points and he's given us production there. So uh, hopefully we can, can keep that going. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears Special Teams Coordinator Chris Tabor. We're brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants as you hit the bye week and yourself scouting. Uh, there's so much discussion about it offensively and defensively. Uh, do you do the same thing? And what are some things that you may have already highlighted that you'd like to see? Uh, some more to more of an emphasis that you'll need to to work with your guys on. Well, I think you know we'll we'll do a deep dive into where we're at, where we need to improve. I think I know that's kind of coach speak, but I'll really get going into and I and I try to do it every few weeks of just studying our own players and and trying to view them as if I was the the opponent and giving them some tips so that. Uh, let them know how they're viewed so that they can make adjustments in their game. And, and then we can, if there's some tendencies, we need to break those things, but the weather's going to be changing. So, you know, I, we need to get better in our, in our cover game. And uh, that's, that's an area of emphasis that, uh, that we want to hit, you know, they only, they had one return last night for zero yards and Bush made a great play. Uh, but we're going to, you know, as we, as we continue here uh, through these next games, there, there's, there's going to be some guys that, that are going to give us problems. So we got to, we got to be sound in our fundamentals right now, 29th and punt return average 19th and kickoff return average in coverage. So those uh, are numbers that you're not comfortable with right now. Are any players that people, you know, only focus really fans look at the gunners. There's so much, so many other components, to special teams right down to protecting a field goal kick or snap of the football. Any guys that you like to say that uh, have risen over the course of this uh, first 10 games of the year that maybe people haven't noticed. I know Joel E.A. Booneyway is, is your leading tackler on special teams, for example. No, the guys have been doing a nice job. I, you know, and I, and I don't ever like to single out guys because then I always feel like I, I miss somebody, but I, cause I am proud of them. And I think, I think that we're growing. We're still not where uh, I want us to be, but guys like uh, DHC, DeAndre Houston Carson. I mean, he, he's a player. Uh, that you know, he's our personal protector and pawn. I mean, he's he's making calls and setting everybody up for to be successful. And and I, you know, to answer your question, fans don't see that part. He's you know, so he's a as I say, he's he's the he's the straw that stirs our drink. And uh, you know, not everyone sees that, but uh, I am. I'm proud of all our guys. They're they're 
you know, we just got to keep getting better, you know, because we have, we, we still have a long ways to go. No penalties yesterday. Uh, I think only one for the whole game for the whole team. So, but none on special teams that had cropped up a couple of times here during the course of the season. So is that area uh, that you're more uh, optimistic about to clean that up? No, I think so. I think we, we had penalties early in the year and we've addressed that. And I know that, you know, if you, if people were looking at statistics, you'd say that you're high and I'd always, you know, high in the, you know, penalties, but I always say, you know, stats are just ideas about numbers. I think we've had one penalty in the last four games uh, on, on special teams. So we're proud of that. That's, that's where we need to be. But at the same time, we got to be able to play aggressive. It's, it's the self-inflicted penalties that we cannot live with. We're going to let you go. Appreciate it. Good luck uh, in your preparation over the course of the bye week. Hope you get some time away as well. All right. Thank you. It's a wrap on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. I want to thank our producers, Jordan Treadup, Dan Barilli, Andy Gersher, and Lisa Fielding on the board. Most of all, to you for listening. Bears at the bye. Packers await on November 29th on Sunday Night Football. For Bears head coach Matt Nagy and special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, I'm Jeff Joniak. Wishing you a pleasant good evening. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Good night, everybody.